Book It, a book podcast, a podcast where we read books and we do not get personal pan pizzas for it yet. I'm your host, Sarah Hunt. And I'm Chrissy Wilson. And welcome back. Um, If this is your first week with us, welcome. If this is not your first week with us, welcome back. Um, Chrissy, hi. Hi. I feel like we're so close to that personal pan pizza now, Sarah. We're we're getting there. there. We're fucking getting there. there. I will will say that. Um, We have earned our stripes. In the first couple of episodes, we reviewed Britney Spears, um, The Woman in Me. Um, That's a three-part episode, so it's broken down into chunks and... I'm so happy that the conservatorship Shucks. is at the end because, wow. Um, but um, we revealed that we think that Justin Timberlake's mom wrote um, Twilight. So Stephanie Meyer is Justin Timberlake's mother. That is yes. our conspiracy theory. We're throwing it out there. <laughs> she actually is Stephanie Meyer, and she's writing Teenage Mormon Diddle Fodder. You don't have to latch on to it. We did. We are. We're committed. No, 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 no. We don't. We don't necessarily need you to believe it. <laughs> it's nice if you do, but we are fine. It's fine. We yeah. don't care. Do what you want. Do what you want, but that's what we are choosing to believe. And then the second book we read um, was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, that was our most recent episode. Uh, we were not big fans of it, but we're super happy for you if you're a big fan of it. So don't, don't, don't automatically have an attitude about. Us foul mouth broads reviewing that book. Um, oh, Chrissy, did you see that uh, McDonald's is doing uh, McDonald's? <laughs> uh, they're doing a Cosmics. Yes, uh, I did. think they listened. And I think McDonald's not, listens. It's not that far from my house, and I'm like looking at it, thinking these bitches put pretzel bites on the menu. <laughs> I definitely think that they listen to the show because it's convenient that it came out right after Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy episode. It is. Yeah. Just convenient. So, That's all. You're welcome. You're welcome, McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> you're welcome for the idea. <laughs> okay. Um, I definitely don't think it's a bad idea, but I don't know that it's a good idea because we already have McDonald's. You're fine. I, what do you need good. to do a different one? We we got enough. Yeah. I um yeah. It's within an hour of, of where I'm located. Um yeah, so I could be there. In an hour. I likely won't. It, it, I mean, if I want pretzel bites, I'm going to go watch Nicole Kidman be trapped inside an AMC. And yeah. There. Or go to Auntie Anne's. Oh, that too. Yeah. Okay. So this week, or this time, um, we read Goosebumps, Say Cheese and Die. It is by R.L. Stein. And the Audible book, again, we are lazy pieces of shit. And, well, no, Chrissy actually <laughs> is, an, is a, an extra, a tryhard, because she did the Audible and... You got the physical copy of the book. Well, I i mean... Are you not counting like a, it? I'm not counting it because I got the book. I got the book. I ordered the book because I thought it was going to be like the nostalgic, smell good, um, yellow page uh, copy. And yeah. it's not. It's like a 2015 print uh. from Windsor Library, which I'm not sure which Windsor this is. There's like a Windsor, Connecticut, but uh, whichever one it was. Um, Windsor, no Windsor one, the department store? With the, uh, what, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one checked this book out. I'm Bullshit. looking at it right now, and there's a clean slate. Not one person checked it out. Bright white pages. Disappointed in you, Windsor, wherever you are. Are, are you going to put it in like in one of those little free libraries after you're done? Because you don't like it as a, a souvenir now? I probably will. That's actually a great idea. I'll drop I it think off it's a free library. Idea. Um, that keeps giving. Speaking of libraries, if you guys want to, I know that you and I have both donated our books that we wrote to 
We have. The little libraries. So Chrissy has um, Spiders from Space. It's on Amazon. And also Mrs. Claus. Anna Claus. Anna from the North Pole. Anna from the North Pole. I love her so much. She is. It's a great Christmas read for um, children or yourself. Whatever. You don't have to be a child. But it's wonderful. And then I've got my dog about Frankie, um, my dog book about Frankie. So there you go. Find those on Amazon and make children happy. Um, Speaking of happy children, this book was narrated by Johnny Heller, which I thought he sounded just like Casey Kasem. It was very distracting. Um, Yeah, loved his voices. He had plenty of them. Oh, yeah. The paperback. No, no. Paperback. Was, yeah, there wasn't. I noted that was the first thing I noted was I was like, oh, first book where somebody is pronouncing it white, not white. Wheat thins. <laughs> Thank God. Paperback is 160 pages, which I, well, I'm just told is a lie. Chrissy said it's 136 pages. Um, and then the audiobook length is two hours and 34 minutes. So if you're trying to think about is this worth investing my time, it is. I listened to the book several times um, and it was fun. So I had a yeah. great time. Or you can do what we do and listen to it at 1.2 speed, and then you can finish it in about two hours. Yes. Well, yeah. And then um, also we uh, watched the episode of Goosebumps on Apple, oh, whatever oh, it was. I, you can you can absolutely bet that I watched the 1995's Goosebumps episode. Yeah, with little sure. Ryan Goosebaby. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the Amazon description of this book, Greg thinks that there is something wrong with this old camera he found. The photos keep turning out different. When Greg takes a picture of his father's brand new car, it's wrecked in the photo. And then his dad crashes the car. It's like the camera can tell the future. Or worse, maybe it makes the future. Who is going to take the fall for the next evil uh, the, ne- the fall next for the evil camera? Yeah, I think Ta- that's I think that's about correct. The tagline one picture is worth a thousand screams. <gasps> so it's that- all correct. It is correct, but I also think that, like, whatever was happening from the camera, like, was it scary? You know, like, it was just like, I, can't, I just can't believe I was scared of this Not book. really. I mean, and I, I still feel like it's up in, up in there of whether it's like, you know, it's like a Matrix thing where um, she's like, you'll you'll think about it if, if the vase would have break, broken if I hadn't said anything, where I'm like, is the is the camera making these things happen or are they going to happen and it's just showing you? So, yeah, because um, Michael, oh, well, we'll get into it. But um, last time, I really loved that we found wonderful reviews of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So I figured this time I would bring some of my favorite reviews that I read on Amazon um, to you, Chrissy. Yes. And, well, I guess to you all as well, gentle reader, um, okay, so a one-star review, because I wasn't necessarily interested in the five-star reviews. I figured it would be all either, like, people our age who are being nostalgic about it or kids and whatever. So um, one-star review from Rebecca, say cheese and die, D-Y-E. Um, haven't, <laughs> haven't read it yet, although it looks scary, funny, and creepy at the same time. Puppy Lover says this quote. That is not helpful at all, Rebecca. One- one star, haven't read it? Yeah, haven't read it yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why a puppy lover says this quote is important. The book has nothing to do with dogs. Um, so, yeah. And then, there was a dog in it for no reason. Yeah, there, it there was, was a dog. There was a dog inexplicably in it for about 10 seconds. Yes, and then it's it was fine. And then uh, my second one that I love is it's, uh, it's one star from Sydney. It's time to stop R.L. Stein. I hate this book. 
Say cheese and die. Come on, man. Come up with something original. Why not Night of the Living Dummy 4? I'd read that. Okay, so I love this because Say Cheese and Die is ostensibly original to Night of the Living Dummy 4. <laughs> Which is a... A continuation. Yeah, so that w- that's not original. It's just another book about that thing. So, Sydney, I love you. You're wrong. And you know what, though? We're all flawed. So it's time to stop, Sydney. <laughs> I, I read some high-rated Oh, okay. Uh, Bring it on. Yeah. What do you got? So my personal favorite was from Brianna. It's a five-stars verified purchased, um, purchase subject five-stars review as described. That's the whole radio. <laughs> Hold on, I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> it just says as described. All right, well, it's great. I loved it. It's exactly what I wanted. Well, the I, funny, re- I read it. That's an exact review that you and I like. <laughs> you're making as me put it. You're making me put a subject, five stars, and then the description. What I just said. <laughs> you know what? But if I level set my expectations and you show up and deliver yes. to what those are. Five stars, as described. As described. But I also appreciate how Rebecca says, haven't read it yet. One star. Which is, again, maybe it's bad. And then after I read it, no update, though. Okay, did you have another review? I also, um, I uh, translated one from German, and it was uh, four stars. Okay. um, From M. And it says... I like to read these books because they are suitable short stories for the evening. But why only four stars? The (laughs) tension. It often builds so slowly and we end up with a sentence. Otherwise, gladly recommended. Yes, that is. Thanks, M. That is the the most German. The tension. That is the most German way to say anything. It's not perfect because a German will never give something perfect. And they're like... Everything built so slowly. <laughs> Every everything's built so slowly. But in in fairness, if you've read any German quote fairy tales or are familiar oh. with um with that in you know that the German genre of children's books, it is one hundred percent um qualified of why say cheese and die is a nighttime story for them because it just it's just another German children's book. It's like, puts, no, no, it's, it's fine. It puts pleasant dreams in my brain when I go to bed. <laughs> We're read this right after we talk about bed. how Krampus will capture the bad children. Oh. <laughs> I love Krampus so much. Yeah, Krampus is so fun. And it's so funny because I was watching, I don't remember what I was watching, but somebody was, they were saying that he was anti-Santa. I was like, no, 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 no. He's not anti-Santa. He is actually helping Santa have a better party because he's like let me just get these misbehaving children out of your way i'm gonna have a good time doing that so we're playing to krampus's strengths and then santa yeah, I, can I mean, have a great time with it the kids he's obviously are good. helped you know coal mining shut down decades yeah. ago there's a shortage yeah santa can't go around dropping coal off for everyone he doesn't no. have enough to go around krampus is helping out the only thing that i do think is a little indulgent um for them to have given to krampus is that sometimes he takes the kids to hell and it's like, how? I mean, like, mm, what how, what percentage of children are that bad <laughs> where they're like, you have to go to hell? Like, maybe know, just take said, them. Are you just taking them to a different party and then they come back? Or, like, do they really die because they're misbehaving? Who says hell's a bad time? I mean, come on. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Um, all right, so let's get into the book, um, Say Cheese and Die. I thought yes. R.L. Stein did the foreword of the book, and I really found his voice to be unsettling. 
It is unsettling. Um, I'm going to call him Bob because that's what uh, the Goosebumps fandom refer to him as. It's just Bob. So Robert Bob? Lawrence Stein, wait, Bob. Wait. They are on first name basis with. Well, yeah. The fandom I mean, is on first name basis. I, I guess RL isn't good. R.L. Stein, Robert Lawrence Stein, Bob. Bobo. Okay. <laughs> and then um, Johnny Heller, I thought his voice was just distractingly unsettling because, again, I thought that he sounded like Casey Kasem. And then it reminded me that I saw something that was like, oh, the death of Casey Kasem. And I was like, well, like, wasn't he 80? <laughs> and then, I love that. Like, didn't people he... are like, how do they die? I, he was 100. What do you mean, how did he die? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wonder what happened. Uh, life, you know, like just something <laughs> like he's 82. Um, so he's 82. He had dementia and he was also bedridden and he had a bunch of like bed sores and all this stuff. But apparently they are filing wrongful death lawsuits uh, um, like in like 2018 um, because his wife was, like, much younger. It was, like, Anna Nicole Smith from Wish, um, yeah. his wife, and they think that she was, <laughs> they charged her with elder abuse. And I was like, oh, okay, so now I have something to look into, just like William Shatner and his wife from oh, the 90s. All the drama. You sent yes. me that earlier this week, too, and I was like, yeah. I don't know anything about that. Well, yeah, it was because, it to me. yeah, but... um. Johnny Heller, I did not know because uh, I listened to an episode of Casey Kasem's Top 40 on YouTube from 1989 uh, to just to do a back and forth on Johnny Heller's voice and Casey Kasem's voice. And wow, um, it is like it was it was ex- almost exact. And it's funny because Johnny Heller um, is a golden voice narrator and one of the top 50 voices of the 20th century. So good for you. Johnny. Congrats, Johnny. We're so Way proud of you. Um, I loved all of your accents in this book. Oh, the Top accents tier. were just divine. Phenomenal. A uh, couple loved of questions them. about your choices in <laughs> what? Um, maybe that's why he's in the top 50 and not top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Got a, got a few questions towards get, the end. But get, you know that H, get that H pronunciation going. Um, and then maybe you'll be in the top ten because we've noticed that so far Stephen Fry and Michelle Williams, not of not of Destiny's Child, of Dawson's Creek, um, they all do what, what, why? Yeah, and they made me think I had a speech impediment, so you well, saved it this week. Yeah, they Thanks definitely they definitely um, make make us feel like it almost felt like um, I did this Christmas thing yesterday, and they at some point they give you three D glasses, and it was. So when I put the glasses on, it was so like such a familiar feeling. And I had to spend the whole rest of the time because it was about the story of the gingerbread man. And I the whole time I had to like really keep myself convinced that I was not on drugs. Because <laughs> I was but like, would it have been more fun if you were, Sarah? No, I think it would have been, been scary. I think it would have been <laughs> scary because it was the story of the gingerbread man. And I was like, oh, no, like. <laughs> I'm not ready for this fairy tale. But the whole time I was sitting there, I'm like, I did not take drugs. I did not take drugs. And then I saw this old man like petting the wall. And I was like, did I take drugs? No, no, I did not. That man took drugs. (laughs) That man took drugs. He did. Yes, that man took drugs. And I want to know which ones he took. So I'll ask him after. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Okay. So um, I cannot believe I was scared to read these books when I was a kid because I was like, I, I just didn't read a lot of them because I was scared and I, I should have just read it. 
So I, I feel the exact same way. So I didn't, and I thought about that. I'm like, I didn't read these books, a lot of these books as a kid because I, um, I was afraid of them too. But it, despite that, opening this book when it, when I arrived and then listening to it be talked about transported me back to Scholastic Book Fair uh, quicker than I thought it would. Yeah. Um, so it was a, a magical experience. I will say that, um, like as a staple of, of who I am even to this day, if I read or watch something that I find slightly scary, I take like cartoon breaks or like yep. random breaks. Um, and the first, the first listen through, I listened to the audible book um, twice. So I listened to the audible book twice and I don't know if I was just fatigued or whatever, but I did take a break during it. I wasn't scared at no, any point, it, but I was like, I need a break. The tension. Um, it's the tension. It's the slow build up. It's the slow build tension. I took a break. I took a tension break. <laughs> okay. So that is so funny that you do that because I'll do the same thing where if it's ultra scary, I don't. I just don't understand. Like life can be scary enough. Like have you ever gotten a letter from the IRS? Terrifying. <laughs> so I don't need to sign up to like, and they'll send you a letter saying like, hey, we got your communication back. Like, and so, but you see it and you're like, hmm. Um, but anyway, so the, the scariness of it wasn't that scary, but I just don't like, I just don't like to sign up to be scared. And this felt very much like, um, like Monster House. I don't know. I've, I've only seen that movie because I used to nanny like, you know, kids, but like Monster House, like these kids, they're all very scared of this house. That's, you know, the neighborhood, like dilapidated mansion or even like in, um, Stranger Things. Where there's that house that's like where Vecna lives yeah, and like yeah, you yeah. know all that yeah. stuff like there is that's a that's a very like kids shenanigans like oh there's this house and it's super scary it's also giving Home Alone with the shovel guy where Buzz makes Kevin scared of the shovel guy because he's the shovel slayer or whatever and like he killed his whole family and buried him and that's all he does is you can just he hear the dragon he's the nicest man. Yeah, exactly. Buzz, you butthole. He was actually the <laughs> nicest man ever um, and helpful. And um, so anyway, it was definitely giving kind of that vibe where like and and this book makes me feel nostalgic for and this is how I know that I'm getting old because I was like, oh, like what a fun time when we were kids because they're sitting there and they're like, I don't know. Do you want to go here? Like, you know, where they're trying to plan out. Where they're going to go. What they're doing. Yeah. I guess we should set the scene. We'll give you some expository stuff. Um, so there's Greg and Sherry and their neighbors, and they hang out with Frequency. And there's also two more friends in the friends group, and there's Doug and Michael. And Doug is also called Bird, right? Yeah, which I found pretty hateful. Like, where they're like, the they, this his name's Doug, um, but he's ugly, so fuck him. We're going to call him Bird. They're so mean to Doug. <laughs> They're mean to Doug. They're they're mean to Doug and Michael. First yes. of all, like and Doug like, and sorry, Michael. These, these are your friends. Yes, they're so mean to both of them. But like the the Doug Bird character gets gets called out as Bird the entire time, and yes. it opens with being like, "This is Doug. He hates being called Bird, but he's ugly. So fuck this guy. We're gonna call him Bird, and we're gonna get adults to call him Bird because even his baseball coach calls him that. And I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What what is this? But yeah. I, it's it is. What has um, Doug done to you? Where it is, you guys... it is uh, e- despite how how cruel it is, uh, it is uh, comforting '90s childhood trauma that you can associate with there very well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they're this like, out. He's like, I fucking hate that nickname, and they're like, whatever, bird. <laughs> whatever, bird. Shut the fuck up. 
Shut up, bird. I, I'd really like it if you guys called me Doug. I'm ve- I'm very self conscious about my appearance. All right, bird. <laughs> she like they're, they're just that. She calls him like an ostrich at one point. Like they are they are not kind to this man. Is that well, where... they call they call him? Oh, the the um. The narration where they're like, hey, they should have called him Stork though, because he looks more like a stork. What the fuck? I was like, poor Doug. With you, Doug should get. Doug should get better friends. Like I was just like, you guys are mean. But then, so he's bullying. He's bullied for this, and then he turns that around and bullies the other character, Michael. Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. So he's bullying, (laughs) bullying Michael, and I was like. You guys need to chill, man. You like each other. And they they totally like, okay, so Michael, the one thing that I wrote down is they said no one would call him fat, but no one would ever call him skinny. And I was like, oh, <laughs> poor Michael. Like, I was yeah. like, this is the like, meanest oh, thing. You, they also made him a ginger. So we're like, we're like fat shaming a ginger <laughs> who isn't like the whole thing. I'm just like, you guys are violently rude also he doesn't exist in the i watched the goosebumps episode there is no michael there is no michael oh we just erased him entirely and gave (laughs) gave his entire role to bird dog like i i want like we're never gonna find a fat enough ginger kid to put in this show (laughs) so we're just gonna you know oh my god God. like we we could have found any friend for michael and then also like we're kids i don't know how old they are but we're kids of course we're fat we still have to grow yeah, I'm sorry. These kids are like, like what, 12, 13 years yeah. old? Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's notch it back a little bit, okay? <laughs> let's notch it back on, on how we're abusing each other. That's the scary one where the, Michael explores Weight Watchers. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, guys, these aren't good for points. It's like, aren't you 12? Yeah. They just, they just bully him. They bully him. It's so fucked up. Um, multiple times in this book, and they were like, friends. I'm like, no, no. 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 And then also... We're meant to like feel bad for Greg and Sherry for the rest of the book, and I'm like, fuck them. Yeah. First of all, not. Sherry no. sucks. Sherry does suck. So we talked. So Sherry is, you know, Greg's next door neighbor. Um, and yeah, and they the, hang out all the time. She's the only girl in this little group, and she and fucking sucks. She sucks, which isn't a testament to girls. It's a testament no. to the way that she was written in this book, written by by, Bob. by an adult man, by and Bob. They, Bob. Bob, I ne- I know this was the early '90s, but I need you to go back and fix it. You <laughs> fucked up on Sherry. You made her terrible. The beginning of this book starts out with them standing in a group discussing what they're going to do that day. Yes. So they're standing in a group and they're talking about what they want to do today, and she shuts down everything. Yeah. They're like, "Let's go to the comic book store," and she's like, "No, the guy that owns it sucks." And they're like, "Let's go to the playground." No, we only have four people. We can't go there. Yeah, complained it's like maybe about everything. You suck. And then complained about being bored. I'm like, they just gave you four ideas of what to do, yeah. and you turned down all of them. Go bang your head against a wall, just like Betty <laughs> Betty Draper would say. Betty only Draper. boring people are bored. Only boring people are bored. Which I mean, honestly, T. <laughs> Tea. I love you. I love you, Betty. I love we you, love, Betty. We love Betty Draper. Um, go bang your head against a wall. Who Only is, boring people are bored. Birdie, in a not offensive way. Ooh, yeah, She's that was birdie. she was she was a beautiful birdie. Okay, um, so birdie. they are trying to figure out what to do, and they are like, you know, whatever. I don't. I just don't see how breaking in and breaking and entering into the scary abandoned house is yeah, yeah. more they, fun. 
they come upon a scary abandoned house and decide they're going to, yeah, do a little little B and E, little breaking and entering. Yeah. And Sher- Sherry's the one that's for that. I'm like, I'm yeah. so, I'm gonna I'm gonna check you on this. The only girl in this group is like, oh, I don't want to do any of the things that you want to do, but let's be criminals. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay? No. Yeah. Because I was gonna say they said that Greg. So they break into this neighborhood scary house, and this house is, they refer to it as Spidey's house. And they're like, what about Spidey? And he's like this local legend. He wears all black. He's really, like, thin. He's They, they talk about that he's, like, you know, they they describe him very much like he does not sound like a human being. No. They're they, so they're I, describing, I wrote. But that's, like, what kids would say. I wrote in here, so they call it Spidey or whatever. For, first of all, they, they talk about him very disrespectfully, which I find fucking hilarious. Where, yeah. one, when they describe him, and I'm like, I'm sorry, is this Slenderman? Like, is that is Yeah, that that's exactly they, how they <laughs> described him. Is it Slenderman? And then they're like, no, oh, he's a drifter or a bum or some shit, like fucking hobo. Like, whatever. That, like, that is the description of this man. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns out to be, like, a scientist. But, um, and then also that he, they're like, he wears all black. And I took... A little umbrage to that because as in, both of us sit here in all black. I always wear all black, and it's not not for any reason. I just can't. Whenever I find other pieces of clothing that have color, I I really want to wear clothes with colors, but I get so bored of it, and I only wear black. So I'm just like, man, that's just what I want to wear. It's not like I'm not doing it to be anything. It's just that's what I find the least offensive to wear. Like I'm not. What am I going to do? Wear a shirt with flowers on it? No, that's crazy. No. But I, mm-hmm. I will try. I will try to wear stuff. I'll, I'll have a really good idea to wear like colors, and then I'm like, no. <laughs> I own other things. Yeah. Um. But I, I default to black and white. Like I just, I wear those are ninety percent of my outfits. Yeah, but that leopard print outfit that you have is hot. It's great. Oh yes, yeah, so that's the um. What was leveling references? Uh, the scary spice um, outfit it. that I wore. Um, I like to push the boundaries of what I can get away with. Um, wearing to work, yes. and that that was what I I went with was the um, taking inspiration from um, the wonderful Mel B. Mel B. Girls. Um, also, that one lady who does um, I think it was on TikTok. I saw her um, the malicious compliance, where she wears like they could they wouldn't let her have pink hair at work, so she wears ugly ass wigs. And I oh, was I love like, her. That is fucking <laughs> gorgeous. And if I had to work in an office, I would do that too. I would wear like the most ginormous, disgusting wig and be like, "Is this acceptable?" I, I am a huge supporter of malicious compliance. I love it. Yeah, it's it's definitely my fave. So, um, they run into like rats in this house and all this stuff, yeah. and it's there's there's like multiple animal references that don't need to happen. Like when they're yeah. on the way to the house, there's like a, a black cocker spaniel that like pops out of a bush. Yeah. Like, where, what is the point of this? There's no point to it. There wasn't really a jump scare with it. Um, and no. then. And then they're like, oh, there's these big, fat Disney m- mice on the counter. Yeah. Like, they're like cartoon mice. And I'm like, and rats. do you know what we deserve? So you know that we got that um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which I do love that show. The Vindovasher. Um, the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That book fucking scared me. I actually would, like, vow to never read it at night because that was fucking you know, horrifying. Do you know that, like, so there's a story in that book. Um, this is complete derailment. I'm so sorry. There's That's a fine. story. There's a story in that book about the lady that has the ribbon around her neck. Yes, you know. Yeah, okay. I love and that when one. you unti- when you untie the ribbon, her, her head, head popped off. off. Yeah. So like uh, in my adult life, every time I see grownups wearing like scarves for no reason, Me you know, like too. like I'm like, oh, you're gonna untie that and their head's gonna pop off. That's my default. Where I'm like, yeah, oh, scarf. 
Head popping off any yeah, second. Your head is not attached. It's a head of popping. Yeah. Popping head. But I thought that this this book, because I did watch the 1995 um, episode with Ryan Goosebaby in it, um, Ryan yes. Gosling, but we refuse to call him Ryan Gosling. We've Sarah, only ever called him Goosebaby. Sarah has called him Goosebaby and coined that, and I, I have adopted that, that terminology. And I did ask her that if she thought that casting Ryan Goosebaby in the Goosebumps show was nepotism. It and is. And I... <laughs> they were like, who are we going to cast as the lead? Oh, the only one that has a goose name. <laughs> it's too bad he can't be in every Goosebumps episode. I wish he was. He'd be yeah. so good at it. Well, it's so funny. I I don't think that... Oh, wow. Ryan Goosebaby is a real theme in our our uh, our show here. He was talked about a lot in the Britney Spears episode because he was a Disney child. Yeah, yeah. And then now he's a Goose Baby Bumps. <laughs> goose Baby Bumps. My 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 bumps. My bumps. My bump. My bumps. My Goose Baby Bumps. No. Okay. Uh, karaoke is back. All right. Welcome back to Welcome. Sarah Karaoke. <laughs> Sarioke. <laughs> Where she will serenade you to the she dulcet tones. She will serenade you. I love it so much. The madness in her mind. Okay, so I thought that the Goosebumps series should have gotten or should get a Stranger Things treatment, where it's actually treated as something fucking scary, kids shenanigans and stuff like that. Where we, because like this was so cheese dicky this episode. Like I was like, oh come oh, on. Yeah. Like I it thought was. that it should have gotten like a Stranger Things treatment. There is so there is a series on Hulu that just got released that's Goosebumps and the first the first um episode is Say Cheese and Die but it's not it's not based no. I don't know if you watched that one. Okay, it's not based it's it's sort of connected to this but it's it's not like it's um a, a, a retelling of the book. Yeah. Um which I thought was bullshit. I didn't watch it because I, I read the description. I was like this isn't what I want. I watched the first episode, um, and it's like Justin Long and a bunch of kids. And I'm oh, just, I, um, so I, I watched the first episode. It wasn't like terrible, um, yeah. but it, it wasn't it, it wasn't a telling of this book, so it it didn't really. I, I didn't watch any further. No, and I was hoping that the Goosebumps episode that I watched was going to kind of be more like Jumanji because that was really scary <laughs> to me, but it was also like fun Aww. and lighthearted, you know. But like Jumanji was terrifying. Jumanji didn't scare me. I loved that movie so much. I loved it. I no, loved I loved it. Day. It's good. It's a good movie. I liked it. What year is it? I love that movie. It's wonderful. <laughs> what year is it? 1995? Um, but so Greg in this story, so what we kind of understand is Doug is ugly. Dougly. <laughs> Dougly. Um, well, I'm going to call him Birdie for the rest of this because I think it's rude to call him Bird because that is Well, he said bullying. that he doesn't like it. So if he doesn't, he doesn't like, like being called Bird, I'm not going to call him Bird. You're either Doug or you're a little birdie. So he's Dougly, and then Michael's fat. He's the fat friend. Sherry is insufferable. She's just the naysayer. And Greg mm-hmm. is the sensible friend. Yeah. So he describes himself as the sensible friend, and he says that the house is boring. And it is. Breaking and entering is ostensibly boring. The word of the episode is ostensibly. But it is boring to break into this house. They're just walking around and they're like, ooh, like, look at that. It's oh, stupid. Rats. Yeah, there's rats and there's whatever. But they find a camera. It was in the attic? No, Greg finds the camera. They go in the basement. They that go in, in the basement, basement that's right. because um, uh, Dougley was sitting in the basement yelling Dougley. and making noises. Um, 
causing a ruckus, pretending to be in danger, and they all ran down there to him, and he was down there, and then they found all these old clothes, and Greg goes to, like, a workbench and turns a vice, and then a secret compartment pops open, and And he gets camera. And then Honestly, I would probably steal it too. Like cameras, that was so cool. Like I don't even know how many cameras I had when I was a kid. I just had like just hella cameras. Well, you, you have cameras now. You are I have um, hella cameras now. Yeah. I love I I guess I just love cameras. You love old cameras. Yeah, I do. You have I old do. cameras, yeah. Yeah, I have one of those brownie cameras and I have like a film camera, um, just like a thirty five millimeter, and then I have um one and it's got like the viewfinder, like it's got like the brownie thing on top, but it's a Mm, I don't know. I like I like my cameras. <clears throat> this um yeah the 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 timing of this was right around the time that like um Polaroid cameras first came out. Yes, this, this book and I remember asking for it and getting one for Christmas and it was like the greatest shit ever. One you would go through the film in like five minutes. And oh then yeah, no absolutely. Was, no one was ever buying you new film because the film was more expensive than the camera. So yep. once you were through it, but I remember like I I took th- that camera and then I went upstairs and did like. A a, th- a three hour photo shoot with my hamster and oh, of course um, that's yeah she was the hamster's upstairs voguing and Chrissy's like she yes served. give it to me girl served <laughs> it's not one of the rats from this house it was a hamster well yeah diva up <laughs> <laughs> click 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 I love Merry her. Christmas Polaroid your hamster let's go <laughs> Chrissy's just mailing out hamster pictures <laughs> like, <laughs> what I put it. I remember I put it like I put it in the dollhouse and then was like snapping pics oh. of the hamster in the dollhouse. So Iconic. Like, yeah, I'm sad I don't have those pictures anymore. What was the what hamster's name though? Couldn't tell you. Uh, I, uh, I honestly I don't remember. I want to see I want to see these pictures so bad. You have to ask I your wish mom. I had them. Okay, so he stole this camera. He makes it back to the house. He has to like they I. I they, I don't know if they got scared or kind of no. What the so at at the house, which by the way, this is this is where I'm like I am not on the the vibe level of of Greg. I am absolutely on the vibe level of Michael yeah. because um wh- while Greg is uh, turning vices to find cameras, Michael is digging through a closet, yes. pulling out capes and feather boas, doing a full on drag show on the Love stairs. Michael, so he's on the stairs. And then says, like, snap a pic of me. I'm going to strike a pose. Yes, then, that's right. I forgot about the most important yeah. part of the whole book. Sorry. So he, Greg takes a picture of him. And then, um, like, minutes later, uh, Michael, the as they're like, oh, it's the fat friend, snaps the stairwell. And he falls off yep. and hurts his ankle. And then they develop the picture. And the picture that they took while he was posing. It shows him, him falling. falling. Yes. And he's like... Well, you must have taken it while I, Greg's like, I don't know, I must have taken it, like it must have been delayed. And Michael's like, no, I hadn't fallen yet. No, bitch. I I strongly remember my exact pose for that. And I'm telling you, actually, I was serving in those boas and that fucking cape. And you took it then. So I I don't want to hear. They also overuse the word, like R.L. Stein, Bob, is using the word goofing. All yeah, the time, goofing. so it's just like, oh hey, I'm just goofing. I'm just feather boa goofing. I'm just okay. over here cape, cape coat and boofing. We um, we are we are calling R.L. Stein Bob for the remainder because if the fandom is on a first name basis, we, we I guess too. I'm going to call myself among the fandom. Um, so I will also be calling him Bob. Bob and Bob, and then, you may call me Sarah. I don't care. You can call me whatever you want, Bob. Just don't and call me I Bird. Also... <laughs> 
they also wrote like that. And this this is where there's another like like jab at um, Michael's weight. Yeah. Um, by by uh, Dougley, where he's where Michael he, he when he fell he hurt his ankle and then they go outside and he can he can stand on it and he's like oh I'm fine and Dougley is like good thing you have all that padding and I'm like excuse me like you was yeah like, you why didn't you write in like good thing you have all that padding you fat bitch like I yeah like, and I would have been like oh sorry what was that you turned your head so far so quickly that you know you took sail you started going hard <laughs> to port ugly bird yuck. Yeah, God. Bob Bob does not like what I'm getting from Bob Stein is that he does not like young girls and he does not like fat people or ugly people. Yeah, yeah. I mean That's he why he married a hot wife. To, <laughs> straight to it. Resorted straight to the early nineties of being like, We are fat shaming, yep. we are uggo shaming, we hate girls, let's party. And then when we are eighty two, we will get married to a party city Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> And then, but, you know, whatever. So Greg goes home and he hides his camera because he doesn't want his family to. My my favorite part about this, this whole thing, though, is the most implausible storyline oh. of this entire book. So this is a 14-year-old kid. Okay. Yeah. 14-year-old kid. He gets home and has, like, a... Um, like, a, a love session in the driveway because his dad bought... A Ford Taurus station wagon, <laughs> and this kid is like describing his like wet dreams over this station he wagon. Loves this Ford Taurus, he fucking loves it. He loves the Ford Taurus so much, and then he like goes up to to hide the camera, and he's like, "Where am I gonna put this? Am I gonna put it under my bed? No, that's where my crunchy socks are after my Ford Taurus dreams." And then he hides it. <laughs> he hides it somewhere else. He hides it like there's another secret compartment. Um, he, that the under the bed is for all the pictures of the Ford Taurus. <laughs> I'm sorry, under the bed is exclusively Ford Taurus photos and <laughs> and my crunchy socks. I'm so sorry, mom. <laughs> it's a he wagon, Sarah. Have you seen the back end on that? Like <laughs> that fucking ass. Yes, she is thick. The Ford Taurus. Have you I love seen her? her? Okay. You seen that wagon? So dad, he like he like he literally walks up to the car in the driveway and he's like, "Oh. What is this?" Like it still <laughs> has the sticker it. on it. You it's, oh my god, brand new. Dark god. blue. Okay. So, he's like wants to hide his camera, okay? But I feel like he could have just been like, "No, remember you got this for me because they're fucking eating veal for dinner and they're eat- they had a brand new Ford Taurus which what, was like these- $17,000." What one this is the early MSRP. 90s. These, these people are negligent as fuck because if you remember the other part is that they're like I think this is a little bit later where they're talking about why Greg isn't in baseball because he's the athletic looking one. Um, where Sherry's like, "Why aren't you in baseball?" And he's like, "I was supposed to, but my brother didn't sign me up." I'm like, oh. "Your brother? What bitch? about your mom and dad? Yeah. What about your parents? What about your negligent parents?" But it you is very reminiscent of the '90s. Because yeah, I was gonna I, say. Kevin from Home Alone just uh, uh, Catherine Got- O'Hara just trusted that an, a teenager like did a head count on the kids. Like I, I can't I, imagine my mom just being. My mom would be like, "Did you count everybody?" And then she go, "Did you really?" And then she would go and count everybody. You know what I mean? But I like, like in, but it, it like it does check out though because in so in seventh grade, so in seventh grade, I it would have been like for me, it would have been like nineteen ninety nine. Um, I had signed up for cheerleading, yeah, and in order to sign me up, um. I don't know if it was my mom or my dad. One of them just gave me $70 and was like, just go sign yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> just go. Here you go. Here you go. So, 
here's the money. Just go sign. So I guess that part does check out. But they, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, very irresponsible. He, so also before the veal dinner, um, Greg did snap a photo of, of his course. new girlfriend well, in the to driveway. Add, to, to add to under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, girl. Mm, look at that dark blue. Put it put it in the spank bank. I need, it- I need it from every <laughs> angle. <laughs> this kid. Girl, you look good. Won't you back that ass up? <laughs> He's a big, fine woman. Won't you back that ass up? Okay, so. Um, yeah, so he hides the camera, which again, super suspicious behavior. Because why are you hiding? He's like, don't look at the pictures of my... I don't want anyone to see it. Anyway, um, so then he the, the picture develops and it shows the car all wrecked, as yeah. mentioned in the description. Which I'm and sure he's he like, traumatized by that because... He is like mad stressed out about it. Yeah. Like Not about Michael falling... His friend falling and hurting oh, his ankle. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. He's like, like, he's not like, that's so weird. I took a picture of my friend and then he's like laying on the ground after that, like writhing in pain. Now he's like, oh, my dad's new car is going to get all wrecked. <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> fuck your Ford Taurus. It's the love of his life, Sarah. It's obviously the love of his life. So I looked First it up and crush. it's like, it's like $17,995 brand new MSRP in 1993 for one of those cars. Oh, I, I looked him up too. I was yeah, like, wow. Yeah, I was like, okay. Um, I do not like Greg's brother. Terry. Terry. Um, and neither does Terry's parents, by the way, because that's why he's called Terry. <laughs> they looked at that baby and they were like, Terry. No, yeah. He's Terrence. such a Terry. Look at this kid. Have you ever seen a more Terry baby? It's fucking Terry. How can you look at a kid and say Terry? That's not I don't a. Know. Everybody like names these kids and like George. A baby is not George. A no. baby has never been George. No, no. But no. it is George. Um. So they hate Terry, but Terry like. Oh, mom, this is great chicken. And she's like, actually, it's veal. I don't even know why I make anything in this house. It's like, are you kidding? <laughs> These fucking ungrateful ass kids—they don't even know what veal tastes like. It's fucking veal, bullshit. You fucking idiot. Um, my dad, like you know, they took us to Disney World when we were—I I was maybe five—and I don't really remember anything about it. And my dad asked me about it a couple of years ago. He was—I was sitting in their kitchen, and they were telling. Were, my dad was something about Walt Disney World. And I was like, yeah, I don't even remember that. And it reignited a fight that they've been having. It, like, it just, like, opened. He's like, see, I told you we shouldn't have taken that. It's a fight that's been going on for almost three decades, the, Sarah. The, the embers are always going. And I was laughing. I was like, I wish that I knew about this. I wouldn't have answered. <laughs> I wouldn't have said shit. I would have been like, yeah, it was a great time. I remember it, was it raining. Amazing. Yeah, it was, oh, Dad, so fun. I was just... <laughs> I was Best like, time Ooh. ever. Thanks so much for spending all of your money on that vacation, Dad. Yeah, I loved um, it. And But then my mom would have been mad. So it's just not a good place for me. But I, I thought I was just answering an innocent question. I got set up. Um, so <laughs> anyway, I, I wrote down here that Greg is the sensible friend in the friend group, but he's also the sensible friend in the family. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of how he's treated. His 
So they, they're eating dinner, and Greg is all stressed out the whole dinner. And they're like, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm fine. And <laughs> just saw. I'm going to go to Michael's. I'm fine. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go somewhere else. And he's like, I just don't feel good. And they're like, okay. And they're like, well, let's go take the car out for a drive, because you'll like that, obviously. Look at that tent you've pitched in your <laughs> In your fucking cargo shorts I know you've there, been son. dying to get in the back end of that Taurus. Let's go. Yeah, you've been wanting to ride in the trunk. You've been you've been wanting to pop that trunk all day, Greg. <laughs> we know. But <laughs> we saw you on the ring camera outside. I know they didn't have ring cameras, <laughs> but we saw you out there and you were like like rubbing the It got weird. What were you doing near the gas tank, Greg? Yeah. What was happening over there? <laughs> You were like massaging the back quarter panel, and we just wanted to know what that was did, about. Did we see you photographing the car up there? What was? And you where were are like, those? yeah. Why were your pants off? <laughs> we have neighbors, Greg. Um, so he's like, we want to go to like, we want to go on a ride. We want to drive the car, and then. Greg's like, oh, fuck, they're definitely not going to believe that I don't want to drive in the new car. I'm not going to be able to hide my boner, but I'm really worried about this. But also, so he's terrified that that the the photo he took of the smash car is going to come to reality. Yeah, he does. He does. So he he does try and get himself out of it. He yeah. does very little to dissuade his family from going in it. He's yeah, like, I was no, going to say he's like, no, 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 no it's okay. You guys can go, even though he has a photographic evidence that it's probably going to be fucking mangled, and <laughs> who knows if they'll be living, right? So I was like, self preservation, Greg. Love you, babe. <laughs> you guys get maimed. I'll be here. Let me know if you need anything. <laughs> I'll at least be alive and have the picture so when you guys die, I can tell them, like, I know what happens. Because, like, like, look at, like, we right broke here. into this Saw house. I'm going to confess to a lot of crimes. Hello, Mr. Police <laughs> Officer. b and in a house, then went through all of the stuff and then stole it and then took a picture of my dad's car. Mm, is that mm. public indecency? We don't know. Because we don't know what Greg was wearing, what if his dick was out. We have no idea. And then he's like, okay, so like that's why I didn't go in the thing, and I'm glad that you are here. Because now I can show you that I knew it was going to be mangled. But yeah. anyway, so Mrs. Banks wants Mr. Banks to stop speeding. Okay, so they take the yeah, car this- for a ride, and he's opening this bitch up. This this dude is reckless, first of all. Yeah. He's paying attention to shit. That's why just... Greg's the sensible friend. <laughs> Out there, which I don't I don't know if you guys have ever been in a nineteen ninety three car. You go at oh I don't and I don't care if it was brand new. You go over fifty, that whole thing yeah. is shaking. Yeah. Okay. The whole thing is just a vibrating ready to be airborne any second. Yeah. No, no, no. None of none of the cars from nineteen ninety three should go seventy. Never. No. And apparently he's going seventy, so I put Mrs. Banks wants Mr. Banks to stop speeding and calls him a crazy teenager. But I agree with Mrs. Banks here. I don't agree about the veal and chicken thing because kids don't appreciate anything. You can just give them a dinosaur chicken nugget and they'll be fine. But um, like with 14-year-olds, you're like, shut up and eat your Chef Boyardee and like just don't fucking like, you know, so you're feeding this kid veal. That's on you. Eat cereal for dinner. You're 14. You'll be fine. Yeah. That's on you, Mrs. Banks. But this is, okay, it's just bullshit. And this is another thing that backs up why Bob Stein doesn't really particularly care for ladies. We don't listen to women. She's saying, I wish you would stop speeding because this car is going to break apart. <laughs> it's a this Ford ca- Taurus. <laughs> this thing is going to implode faster than Ocean Gate. I'm going to yeah. need yeah, you yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. notch it down, babe. Just like the Titanic, all of those, um, um, 
what are those called? I had it in my head. All those like ruts, like the things that they put the nails that they put in there, like in the ship. Rivets. Rivets. All rivets. the rivets. That's why the the boat because they weren't stainless steel or they weren't like they they weren't correct and that's why it caused so much damage to the hull because they weren't put in properly so if the you think that the Ford Taurus rivets are better than that <laughs> no come on so i was like i would be yelling i'd be like hey and then also like we're going 70 and you're like, oh, look at this. Like, where's the light for this? And like, you should have looked this you're, up before we left the house. You're not paying attention to shit. You've you've opened this this thing up to your your you you're abusing Greg's girlfriend. Okay. Yes. Yes. You're just opening her up. I to can't believe danger. you're riding Greg's girlfriend like this <laughs> in front of him. Yeah. Uh, open it up, eighty miles an hour on a sort of highway, just not even paying attention. No. Looking looking all over the car for for lights. Mr. Banks, did you not, by the way, didn't anybody tell you that driving with the lights on is illegal? <laughs> I can't believe that my parents Those are interior lights. In the interior lights. I think he was looking for headlights. Oh, yeah. He might have been looking for headlights. Second of all, did you not fucking do the test drive? Because on the test drive, they say like, oh, yeah, did you know? Like, if you press that button, the lights do this. And you're like, oh, cool. Like, were you not paying attention during that, Mr. Banks? Is you Mr. Didn't... Banks also sexually attracted to the car? <laughs> it's a it's a family business. Yeah, he's like, I don't give a fuck about these headlights. He's like, oh, <laughs> look at these seats, girl. Yes, mm. and he's he's just cruising through like honk if you're horny. I am not. I'm not looking for any lights. <laughs> fuck your lights. We're, God, we're, go, we're doing the stealth. No, he's just looking around for headlights, which, by the way, Mrs. Banks, for the first part of his reckless driving, she's like, oh, there's a cup holder on the dashboard. Not yeah. paying attention to shit either. So Yeah, I was like, ma'am, let's get it together. So um, I that's this is why I wrote down that Greg is the sensible friend in the family group. Um, so they almost hit a truck at some point. Right. So they almost hit a truck. But then they like because like that's like the suspense of it is like, oh, like that was a close call. And then they actually do end up getting in an accident and the dad needs to go to the hospital. The dad does. Um, I think it's the next day, though, because I think the next day or. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. He ends up getting in the next day. In the the storyline, they're at they're at um, Dougley's baseball game. Yes, they're at Dougley's baseball game. And then the dad ends up going to the hospital because of this accident. Yes. So the tar- the tar- the car does come true for the photo. Yeah, we were basically introduced to that uh, that Greg is like he's he's living in sort of like a weird like I don't know what happened because my friend did fall right after I took the picture. So did it actually catch him falling or like whatever? So he doesn't know if the camera is like predicting the immediate future and like because I took a picture then it's immediately going to happen or is it going to you know whatever so now he now he doesn't trust the camera because it did fucking you know predict the future of the car accident but just not like immediately after yeah so it predicts Michael um falling and then it it shows the car crashed um and then the, he takes a oh he takes a picture of um his brother with it so yeah. that night he takes a picture of his brother with it and his brother makes a funny face or whatever and his brother's like where'd you get the cameras and he's like oh it's Sherry's and then he yeah. he um don't ask for pictures of the tourists <laughs> <laughs> I took them all they're all mine those are mine not, not a single one all of them mine um. <laughs> 
he develops the picture of Terry, and the picture of Terry is not the picture. He it's of Terry, but it's of Terry like near the playground, looking terrified. Terry-fied. Which I think is Terry's Terry fine. <laughs> I think I think that that is that is Terry's constant state of being, though. It's just like looking around. Like that's Terry. Yeah, they asked him at the dinner table. He's like, they, which by the way, I don't know if Bob had like a had a like an endorsement deal with the Dairy Freeze, but the Dairy yeah. Freeze is mentioned about fifteen times in this book. But they ask him at dinner. They're like, Terry, how was your day at the Dairy Freeze? And he's like, Oh, we ran out of vanilla. So I don't, yeah. I don't think, yeah, I think he's a little stressful boy. And, and I then think they that the asked, camera would also like publish a picture of him like just standing, looking terrified in the Dairy Freeze. Like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> Terry sucks. Yeah. Well, that that was one of the places that they said at the beginning where they're like, we can go to the dairy freeze before they did the whole B and E at the yeah. um the house, the Kaufman house. Yes. Um, before they did that, they're like we can go to the dairy freeze. Maybe your brother will give us free ice cream. And he's like, you know how by the buck Terry is. He's not giving us free anything. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Fucking I mean, Terry. Don't you know how to work in corporate America? No. Steal everything. Yes. Um. So the. The they he takes a picture of Terry and Terry looks scared out in the park or whatever and so Greg's kind of like freaked out by that too and yeah. he has a lot of anxiety and this is where I started to think like maybe it's who whomever is taking the pictures maybe the camera is only motivated by what your evil thoughts are that you're like oh. like you're like oh fucking Michael sitting here with your stupid like you're hot dogging over here I think this is boring so you take you're like I, I hope he falls and then you take a picture and then he falls or like that would have been interesting but that never actually gets brought up at all like you know oh I love this car I want to fucking wreck it and then he's like Greg's like wrong kind of wreck I want to wreck it in a sexual <laughs> way I don't want it to actually not I want to fuck that car and then oh. that's why he's so devastated by it and oh, then he's, he's like oh no they they didn't predict that correct. <laughs> um, and then then also that, you know, Terry, he's like, oh, I wish Terry would be out in the playground just scared shitless. That's all I want <laughs> from Terry is just to do that. So um, <clears throat> then the middle part was just kind of like... The baseball game. Yeah, the baseball game was kind of not that interesting to me. Like, I was just like, not, okay. Not what, here's what I found interesting about it, is that so they go there. One, like I said, the the coaches of this, this baseball team are referring to Dougley as Bird. Yelling at him, like, Bird! I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, you can't call him Doug? Like, you know his name. Yeah. So, um, the coaches are also bullies. And then um, the the... He takes a. They take a picture. Sherry takes a picture. Yes, of him that shows him that shows um, Dougley injured. Yes, so she takes that picture and then he fakes the injury and then they're like, oh, it's it's just bird doing bird goofing. Yeah. So he like fakes it or whatever and then he does get nailed in the head with a ball. Yes. And like f- collapses, but at the same time he gets nailed in the head with a ball. Uh, Terry comes in and he's like, Dad's been injured in a car accident. Yes. So Greg hikes it out of there. But I'm like, I'm sorry, what what happened to Dougley? They don't they don't even update you. They're like, no, nah, fuck it. They he's, don't 
ever they, update you. They leave you with him unconscious on the baseball field and then running over to the hospital to see Mr. Banks. Yes. And the dad says, like, he's in the hospital and just kind of doing his don't cry for me Argentina moment where, you know, yeah. he's like, oh. And then he's like, some guy ran a red light. I was like, like mm, that was you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said the same thing. Mr. Like, Banks, oh, that some, was you. Some guy ran through the red light. Oh, was it you? Oh. <laughs> What a weird, vague article to use there. <laughs> Some guy. Hmm. Which guy, Dad? We, oh, it wasn't we, me. We've seen your driving record. We yeah. um, we actually just drove with you yesterday. Just now. Yeah, we were just in the car with you. We know that it was you. You were probably fishing a light for fishing around for other lights or to pop a trunk or something. And sticking your dick in the cup holder <laughs> up front. Like, we don't know what you were doing. Listen. We know you did it. Yeah. But they're like, oh, your dad was in an accident with a drunk driver. It was him. Yeah, he (laughs) was a drunk driver, and he decided to take his Ford Taurus out on a date. What a creep. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like... It, it, he, I, oh, some guy, some guy ran a red light. It was me. I couldn't find the lights. Like, I, I've, sir, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen this story, and uh, I'm. And think- if this was a real family, the mom would have absolutely said that. Oh, really? Really? It was some guy ran a red light. Are you go oh, driving they, seven? Did they? Did they run a red light, Todd? Was it? Mm, yeah. Was okay. it seventy miles an hour? Were you going seventy again? Because you were doing that last yesterday. Because that's what I would say. I'd be like, hey, really glad that you're okay and everything, but. Here's what we're going to do. You were going 70 yesterday, so I know this is your fault. (laughs) You wrecked our new car. You wrecked the new car. Fucking now our son's going to be depressed because you killed his girlfriend. I I do think that they're all obsessed with the car, though. They are. Like the whole family. because So they're in the hospital. The father is clearly injured. And Terry, the first thing Terry says is, are we going to be able to get a new car? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe one as beautiful as this one. Maybe. Maybe is there, is there a new car coming that I can take pictures of? Because <laughs> Greg won't let me near his. I can't take. I can't use his camera. <laughs> I asked Greg if I could use his camera, and he was like, "No, don't touch it. <laughs> Stay out. Stay away from my camera. Get out of my pictures. I'm gonna put it in the secret compartment in my room." <laughs> But I was like, well, like, a normal kid would just lie and say, like, don't you remember you got it for me? Or like, oh, I found it. Like, you know, they would, like, lie. They wouldn't be like, I have to hide this. I, I found it in this house I broke into. What's the problem? Yeah. But, and it doesn't by, sound like their parents would care. By the, by the way. Sounds fun, take, honey. <laughs> can we take a moment to appreciate the, the 1995 Goose Baby episode of, yes. of um, say, the, the camera depicted in oh. this episode? Is it looks like a fucking spaceship? Like oh. I, I, it is the best thing I've ever seen. It is designed by someone who is like, I'm going to tell you what the future looks like. Yep. And then they it's bring this in this camera, this just like spaceship saucer of a camera that is massive. It is, I mean, massive. I loved it. I loved it so much. And the funny thing is, is that that you can tell that they made an attempt in the episode because the camera, um, spoiler alert, at the end of the episode, we find out that the camera was actually an invention by these scientists. And they're trying to make like an evil camera or whatever. So you can tell that an effort was made to be like, this is not only a camera, it's an invention. Like, we're going to make it like, wow, launch like, us into look at space this. later. Um, and this then we put a this fucking... isn't a camera; it's a STEM project. Do you like yes, it? Yes. Do you love it? Um, okay. Then we go to Sherry's birthday party after Which, the baseball game, right? J- sh- yes. And Sherry is calling 
Greg relentlessly. Like, bring the camera, bring the camera, bring the camera. It's my party. Bring the camera, bring the camera. Yeah. Excuse me? Like, I'm sorry. We've got, like, Michael face planting off a staircase, a crashed car, uh, our our Dougley got nailed in the head with a ball. Yeah. What do, you, what do you mean, bring the camera? Yeah. Bring the camera. It's got a great track record right now. And also, that's what I mean. Like, does the camera, since it was invented by, like, for evil purposes, does it, like, find your evil thoughts about things? And then it's like, share. Share, Bear. Yeah. How come you really want the camera at your party? Yeah, what do you want? You're what like, you want? I want to get, I want to give Denise mononucleosis. <laughs> I invited some people here that I wish terrible things would happen to. So yes, bring the camera, Greg. And he's like, I don't have enough film. I want to take pictures of the new car if we get it. Um, (laughs) Or does Greg only exclusively like the Ford Taurus that was in their driveway? He's like, this is the one. The whole family seems pretty into it, honestly. Oh, they they really are. Except for Mrs. Banks, which I think is because she's got a jealous insecurity. It's like a mistress. She's like, yes. oh, I see you've got a newer model. It's got a cup holder. I can hold your cups for you. Yeah, she's what like, I mean? have a cup holder right here. Um, <laughs> okay, so she really wants Greg to bring the camera. And then um, there's that thing. Like, they played Truth or Dare. Yeah. Well, they so she says that she invited a bunch of girls and they're the only boys going. Which one? Again, they start this party out by bullying Michael again because he shows up in a shirt that they're like, "Where'd you get that shirt? It's it's three sizes too big for you." And he's like, "That's for my grandma." And then yeah. Dougley wipes a bunch of mud all over him. I'm like, "You're a fuck dick. you, Dougley. You're a fucking dick." Again, um, hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but then Sherry wants to play truth or dare in the woods, and Greg is like, "This is gonna be embarrassing. I'm gonna have to kiss someone." But I, I just, I think he's I, just upset that it's not gonna be the Ford Taurus, yes. who just was slaughtered. That's what um, I was gonna say. He's like, after my girlfriend just died. <laughs> <laughs> you it's want me to too soon, Sherry. It's too soon. <laughs> Can't possibly kiss another girl right now. Every other fourteen-year-old boy. Well, not every other. I don't. Want, I don't mean to do that. But like, it just feels like the way that this book is written that every fourteen-year-old boy would be so excited to play truth or dare and kiss a girl at you know whatever. They're trying to. They're trying to illustrate just how weird it is that Greg doesn't want to do like the truth or. I'm like, why? It's so fucking weird. I don't want to fucking play truth or dare and kiss somebody. No, get away from me. No. Like, when no. I was a kid, I'd be like, if somebody asked me, do you want to play Truth or Dare? I'd be like, why? <laughs> no, I really for don't. What? For what? What is it going to do for me? Nothing. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I think this is where we kind of just, like, I don't know when so, well, they, well, how they meet Spidey. So, Sherry, Sherry makes... Um, Sherry makes Greg take pictures of her. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't appear in any of the pictures. <gasps> that's it's right. Just, that's right. That's right. She like disappeared. I forgot about her disappearing because it was so yes. fucking boring. And then Bob well, it, like it that never boring, gets brought up again. Which, by the way, it's super boring. And I'm convinced that that Bob made her disappear so he didn't have to write any more dialogue for her because it was so fucking terrible. Yeah, and he was like, no, I'm just done with this. I'm not. She's gonna disappear for so bored two with chapters. Sherry. So she disappears for two chapters. Um, the mom's crying. There's a birthday cake that doesn't get eaten. Um, Greg tries to tell the cops because she disappeared. That's then right. He he goes home and his room was ransacked by Spidey, Slenderman. Yes, so that's how we meet. That's how we meet Spidey. That's, so that's it was so again. it was so boring. The whole thing about Sherry disappearing. So that's I, so like I was listening to it and I was just like, oh, okay, good. At least she's gone. <laughs> Bye. But he so Spidey is ransacking his room, 
And he's, he's gone by then, but his whole room is ransacked. And he's like, and I, I clean it up to make sure that, that my mom didn't notice anything because I still don't want her to know that I stole the camera. I'm like, really? You like you had an adult yeah. predator break into your house and you're going to try and hide it? Like that, you're still trying to hide the camera? Yeah. Okay. The camera's not worth it at all. Like, no. I would have just been like, no, mom, you, like, you totally gave me this camera. Of course. Like, or I saw it at this, like, whatever. I I'm like, I took this camera. This hobo wants it. He broke in. He knows yeah. where we live. Call the cops. He so he reminds me of the way that they described him. I just pictured like something in between Gru and like salad fingers. Gru <laughs> from the Minions and like with the salad fingers. <laughs> yeah, I I'm was like, oh my god, he's such a creep. But straight on Slenderman. Spidey is upset that, like, so he's inquisitive about, like, how'd you get it? You know, blah, blah, he's blah. He's, like, stalking them, kind yeah. of. He's, and like, then stalking them to... He's, he's, he, he's like, well, did you take... You took pictures with it? Of course. Like, what? I stole the, the camera. So that's at the end, because they... Um, <laughs> what do you think we're gonna do with it? So they... Put it on display? I'm gonna take... They ransack the room, and then Greg calls um, Michael and Dugley. I think he calls Dugley, and is like, meet me at the playground. Yeah. So they meet at the playground... And then, you know, there's always, like, Spidey the lurky shadow. But that's when they go to the playground is where we meet the the uh, mafia bullies, Joey and Mickey. Oh, I love Joey and Mickey. Who are going to steal the camera. And they describe them as, like, I guess, which is completely, if Bob, if Bob attended a high school in the 90s, you would know he describes the bullies as, like, long-haired, heavy metal T-shirt wearing. One of them had a toothpick between his teeth. Yeah, like, but they like, were, like, very... Guys, Gangster. Listen, like the the metal boys in high school, never the problem. The metal boys in high school were never ever the problem. They were people that look like Buzz. They yes, yes, they were. The the metal boys were fine. We we left them. They were great. The goth boys did not want to. They would actually step in if somebody wanted to try to steal somebody's camera. They'd be like, "Fuck you, pussy." Also, like the the like the the wording around these two (laughs) these two guys is so fucking funny because one, I'm I'm just this is the exact verbiage from the book. I don't think you can say this um, anymore. But they so they said that they had gotten playground fame for stealing bikes. And then it, the book says that they crippled a kid. I'm like, can you fucking say that? What? <laughs> but the, okay, they sounded like 50s, like greaser, okay. like, hey, listen here, pal. Like, you know, like, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to change the tune. Like, they sound like mafia for, hitmen. First of all, their last names, their names are Joey and Mickey. Their last names are Ferris and Ward. But the way that the narrator portrayed them is that they were just straight up like Italian mafioso hitmen. Yeah. Like like that there's like Joey Gooch and Mickey Fuckpig. Like that's that, that was like basically what it was. That Mickey was like, the hair. Mickey the hair. But they're I mean like they're like trying to steal the camera and like the ones like, hey say cheese. Hey Mickey, say cheese. Where oh I'm like, God. I what is what is happening? These bullies here? suck so bad. Like even the bullies suck. Like he just doesn't know how to write for anybody except for Greg. No. You know what? We need to look at Bob Stein's. Maybe Bob has a bunch of perverse pictures of his Ford Taurus, and he's like, I'm Greg. <laughs> Bob, what's your relationship with cars? Let's yeah. talk about it. Hey, like, Bob, what? Like, I know your your death was mysterious, but like, maybe Anna Nicole Smith had an idea. She's like, I have to get rid of him because he has all these weird pictures of of God. his cars. Okay, so, um, they... So they he, they steal the camera back. They run away. Um, and then Spidey pops out of a bush and starts chasing him or some shit. And then some neighbor sees Spidey. And then it's like, 
Is this guy chasing you? We'll call the cops. Yeah. And then, so Spidey at the end of at the end of the book, Spidey asks them like because they're like, yeah, we took pictures and like something's it's like broken. They kept saying it's like it's well, broken. It doesn't work. But the the end is so Greg rips up the picture of Sherry, which makes her reappear. Reappear. So the the end is Greg and Sherry going back to return the camera, and that's yes. where they run into Spidey. And they're like, did you take pictures with it? And it's yeah. like, again, yeah, of course. I stole a camera. Like, what am I going to do? Not yeah, use what are you it? what do you do with it? Yeah. And I'm not, like, smart enough to figure out, like, oh, I could sell this. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I, I, we, we did a B&E and I stole something, so I'm, I'm obviously <laughs> going to use this. I, I'm obviously fine with crime, sir. Yeah. Do you think that I was not going to utilize this camera I stole? I absolutely am. So he, part of the thing is, like, he's saying that his friend invented it and whatever, and he stole the idea. Of it, so he, he stole, stole the whole camera. He, he stole the whole camera and whatever, because this guy wanted to be a famous inventor. That you know, he invented this camera and blah blah blah. And this Spidey is Mr. Fredericks. He stole it, and Mr. Fredericks eventually starts sounding like um like a crazy Irishman from like the twenties. Like, but he's, it's like a transatlantic accent yes. mixed in. Yeah, he's got um, the crunchy the the crunchy R's, the crunch, <laughs> the crunch. But he, but like, it's, he's like, me, me and my lab partner were scientists, but my lab partner put a put a curse on the camera. I'm like, I'm, yes. I'm sorry, were you guys scientists or warlocks? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. we like, need to revisit like, what scientists. My, my means. scientist partner loved the dark arts. Like, um, okay, Voldemort. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, my yeah, scientist yeah, yeah, yeah. Partner we're gonna need to know. Arts. We're going to need to know more. Yeah, we're wizards. It feels like you, (laughs) this is not a science thing that you can make this do. Bob, like you need to stop doing drugs and get away from your car and learn (laughs) what scientists do. Step away from the car, Bob. Okay, so um, he explains, like in the 90s, we were really obsessed with this, um, the camera steals part of your soul. Oh, yes. We were so obsessed with that, like, you know, Maybe if it you does. Want, yeah, I think it's because cameras became more like, I mean, I know we've had cameras for quite a while, but like to have a camera in your pocket was like, it was much easier to do. And it was like, they had disposable cameras, they had camera, you know, they had, there was just more options. Um, and I think that's why like we were just like, oh, camera still taking a picture steals part of your soul. Um, and Sherry takes a picture so there, so he's like, you know too much now. I can't let you out of here. So Sherry takes a picture of him just to kind of distract him, which is kind of what I would do too. Like, hey, whatever. Like, you know, say cheese and just do that. And then that's why I think that it is a, it, it's controlled by your own evil. Because then Spidey ends up like having a heart attack or something like that and dying. They like So he was actually scared of the Flash because he's 100 and so frail. Um, he has no like meat on his leg bones or anything. So, I mean, of course a flash <laughs> would scare him. He just um, collapses into the fetal position. He just collapses into the fetal position, but it shows like the, the, the picture shows him laying on the ground, right? Like that he's like dead. So. And yeah. then, so the flash scares him and he's in the fetal position and that took care of the problem. So there you go. And then and they, they call the, they call the cops to come collect the body mm-hmm. and then the book ends with by Joey and Mickey. Joey and Mickey, which is my fucking favorite, because they go 
back into the house because they'd been watching Greg the entire time. Um, they go back into the house to get the camera, and it ends with them being like, "Hey, Mickey, say cheese, Mickey, Mickey, say mozzarella, just real quick." Yeah, and- hey, Mickey, hey, prosciutto. <laughs> I know it'll get a big smile on your face, a big hunk of gabagool. <laughs> and James would hate that. What? He would hate that that they made the bullies like Italian mobsters? Yes. Yeah. Well, they did. Yeah. It wasn't us. It wasn't it wasn't but, it's not us, Dad. It's Roy. It, it's but actually it's, Bob. <laughs> it was Bob. It, it was, was Bob. Bob. It was fucking Bob. But anyway, that was say cheese and die. Um, and I loved it. I did love it. Yeah. It is, listen, I let's let's be transparent here that this is he wrote the he writes these books. Arl Stein, Bob, um, has stated that he wrote these books. He wrote sixty two books in a span of five and a half years. Wow. And he wrote each of them in about eight days. So we are not talking about and it shows. high quality, in depth writing here. It shows. But they they are nostalgic, yeah, and uh, a fun read. Um, and yeah, it as Brianna said, as described, yeah, as fucking described. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's as fucking described. It was say cheese and die. Um, it took me back to I really just being so bored or like trying to figure out like what are we gonna do when you're like hanging out with your friends and you're like what can we do? Well, nothing. So, like, you know, you have to sit there and figure out stupid shit that you can do. So I enjoyed that. I'm going to try to employ that more in my everyday life. Um, Just, like, maybe I'll just be sitting outside of somebody's house with, like, my bike and just be like, hey, what do you want to (laughs) do? Get out of here. They see me on the ring doorbell and they're like, did you take a picture of my car? Yeah. Yes, I did. I'm going to fuck your car. (laughs) Weirdo. No. Um, so that was Say Cheese and Die. Okay. So, Chrissy, would you recommend that our book club people should infect, infect this on others? I think I would. Okay. Um, I think in terms of, of people that um, read this in their childhood, I think it is a nostalgic trip back to the Scholastic Book Fair, yes. um, which it's a quick read. It's not like it's a huge time commitment for you that you can listen to and then have a little bit of Sparks Joy. Um, it does remind you of a time where there was um, there weren't phones or widespread internet, which is kind, it's kind of nice um, yeah. to take part in. Would you recommend it, Sarah? I would recommend it a, a thousand percent. Great They're, for kids? Yeah, I would read it to your kids. I would just read it. I would just sit there. Um, if I've got a long commute for work or if I'm doing laundry or something like that, just put put it on. It's a great read. And then watch the episode on the on whatever it is. I think I just searched for it on my Apple TV. But it was fun. It's like a good amount of cheesy. Um, say cheesy. It is. <laughs> it's funny to like kind of almost cringe a little bit at some of the weird stereotypes that people had about people in the 90s. Um, it's amazing. Because, like, you know, everybody's so nostalgic about, like, how good it is and, like, oh, I wish I could go back and, like, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, you hear some stuff and you're like, ugh, that was stupid. But anyway, um, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I want everybody to read it. 
And um, Chrissy and I are excited to tell you about the next book that we're going to cover. Um, yes. We have been... We have been listening to the audiobook of From Hollywood with Love by Scott Meslow, M-E-S-L-O-W. So we are going to read that, um, and then we'll discuss that with everybody. Figured, you know, if if we're feeling... It's it's the season of watching terrible holiday rom-coms. Rom- it, so, it really yeah. is. Yep. And that book is a deep dive into um, the rise and fall of romantic comedies, and then the rise again, I think, is, is what he describes it as. But it, I think the the episode and the timing of this, we're obviously reading it right along the holiday season, but the, the timing of the episode will, um, when we record it, when it drops, will be right around um, New Year's Eve, which... Yep. Traditionally, for me, watching a ton of rom-coms on New Year's Eve is something that, that I've done for a, a long time. So yep. I think like it just it all falls in line. It all falls in line. We're paying attention to our needs as people, whatever we're interested in. So we're going to do that. So, I mean, I have a bunch of like weird, obsessive things. Like I was just listening to the Lewis and Clark journals. I just thought it would be. Oh, it is very interesting. Um, but like, I mean, I'm in a Downton Abbey kick right now. Um I'm watching Downton Abbey, so like I, I always appease whatever my brain demons want. Um, so yeah, and um, I I've been watching a bunch of Lifetime movies. Um, you know, Dog Saves Christmas, Twelve Puppies for Christmas. You know, like I, I'm watching all of them. So that's what I'm excited to. to release this episode. You have to. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we look forward to spending more time with you. Um, when we convene for From Hollywood with Love. And we hope that you enjoyed Goosebumps. Um, let us know if you had a Ford Taurus and if you wanted to fuck it. Um, <laughs> if it was just a sexy car and maybe we're missing something and then we let can us retract, know how we can retract all your... of our kink shaming. Uh, maybe it's a car that we should all be sexually attracted to. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah um, let us know if you've ever popped the trunk of the back of a wagon. Back of a wagon. Talk um, to if us about you have it. a friend named Dougley, um, if they're ugly and called Doug, and if they appreciate being called Dougley, and if not, we won't call anybody that. But if they are, then we will call them that. Dougley. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Um, we couldn't be more excited to talk about some of our favorite and least favorite books. And um, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, it'll help us go up in the charts on with the algorithm. You guys all know that by now. Um, I'm not going to pretend to do the mm, smash the like button. Like, I mean, if you like us and you like, you know, talking shit about books with us, please do. If you don't, that's fine. That's okay. Um, we're comfortable with that. Have a good time. Uh, let us know if you want to go and get some crinkle cut French fries, but that's about it. Um, and then um, talk to us on social media at Book It Book Podcast on Instagram. That's the only place that we really are because I am not going to keep up with many social media sites. Just I can't do it anymore. I'm getting tired. I'm getting old. No. Getting old. I'm just sitting there looking at messages and I'm like, I'm just, you know, as described. That's what I'm, that's how, that's how I'm, <laughs> that's, I'm Brianna-ing it. I'm channeling it. As um, described. Yes. As fucking Perfect. described. Cheerfully yours. Cheerfully yours. We'll see you at the next one. See you next time. <laughs>